0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner.
1: Well, hello everybody. This is Sandy. I am the founder of lastfirstdate.com and I'm the dating and relationship coach for women over 40 who are ready to attract and sustain a lasting, loving, healthy relationship. We have a great show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with dating coach and author Sandra Fidelis about whether or not you should date a separate separated man. Um, and we'll be talking about lots of different issues that come up around dating, dating after divorce, dating people who are separated, and pretty much anything else related to dating that we're we're just going to talk about. So um, I look forward to interviewing Sandra in a few minutes. Um, But as as a dating coach myself, it is my mission to help women over 40 recognize and attract a good man and learn the relationship skills to make love last. And sometimes dating a separated man can be a big warning sign um, of a person who's not emotionally available. Um, so I work with women who um, are ready to hear what the red flags are. Um, and most women who come to me for support, are they're, they're wonderful people. They are terrific moms. They are successful in the workforce, but they have challenges in the love department. And one of the mistakes that I notice over and over again is for women who grew up in the 60s and they've achieved a very high degree of success in their career by being aggressive, by being competitive. Unfortunately, they also bring that same energy of competition and aggression into the dating world. And men can be so turned off by that. And they don't know whether to date them or hire them. And so if you don't want to be in the friend zone and you want to attract a man that you're attracted to, um, sometimes it just takes some little tweaks. And it, I what I've done is I've taken the top three mistakes that women make who are dating in midlife, and men too. This is a, a gender-neutral study that I have, and I've created a free guide for you. Um, this is free for you. It's it's All you have to do is go to my website, and um, and you can download it. Um, so you sign up by going to lastfirstdate.com, and you can sign up right on my home page or pretty much any page, And you'll also be getting my weekly newsletter, which has fabulous tips and tools, um, a lot of promos that go out only to my list. So if you'd like to be part of that list and stay in touch, please go to LastFirstDate.com and sign up today. And today's show is sponsored by Audible.com. They are a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. You can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you like. So sign up today for your free trial. It's a free 30-day free trial and a free book by going to audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. And now I'd like to introduce my guest today. Sandra Fidelis is a dating coach and co-author of the book Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life. Great title. She got knee-deep into topics such as philosophy, energy, psychology, spirituality, and communication with top industry experts and discovered a coaching practice that merges intuition with universal laws to create life-altering results for her clients. Sandra empowers women to shift how they view themselves and redefine what they believe they deserve in every single area of their life. She creates groundbreaking programs for women all over the world and helps them obliterate the obstacles that are standing in the way of meeting their Mr. Right. So welcome to the show, Sandra.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: I'm excited to have you. and It seems like we have a very similar approach in helping women really shift from the inside out so that they can um, attract a love a love into their life.
2: Absolutely. That's where it all begins, right? Shifting internally.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what led you to choose this career as a coach for women looking to find their Mr. Right?
2: Well, I was looking, I was um, working in corporate like many of us, and was just very unsatisfied with it. And,. Um, had a breakup, this really ugly breakup that um, made me really take a look in the mirror and go, you know, you're always at the scene of the crime and these these relationships that are not fulfilling. So what is it that you really need to shift about yourself and what do you need to learn about relationships and about men and about what you want to attract in order for you to have something different? and you know through my own personal development and um and growth um I was led into this world of personal development and now I share what I learned to help women meet the right guy for them
1: that's great so it was spurred by two things one your unhappiness in the corporate world and two an ugly breakup, which um, is good motivation for self-reflection, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think a lot of people, a lot of people would go in the opposite direction. Though they'd just be man-bashing and just saying it's all their fault. And I give you a lot of credit for looking within because that is so crucial in making change. Um, you
2: know, and I did that. I did that for a while, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the man-bashing mm-hmm. and the um, um, you know, blaming men and um, making it all their fault that I think that's one of the reasons I was in the situation I was in Attracting the type of people I was And mm-hmm. once I stopped and took, took a look in, in the mirror And really looked at, you know, I'm choosing these relationships for myself And what mm-hmm. is it that is consciously or unconsciously responsible for that? So once I figured that out, then things began to change, and I started Mm -hmm. to attract a different caliber of man. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it began with me really taking a look at myself and the choices I was making, and um, really doing a lot of deep, introspective work to figure out what I wanted and why I was choosing these relationships that... That didn't make me happy,
1: mhm, so what kind of personal work did you do?
2: um you know, reading a lot um uh, reading basically any <laughs> um personal development book on relationships that I could get my hands on, um taking a lot of workshops, working with top industry um uh, relationship coaches, and um, you know going through my own coaching um program to to become a life coach. So, you know, doing the work, you know, doing the the internal work, um looking at myself very deeply and figuring out where my patterns were coming from.
1: Mhm. Um and did you um so let's let's say what what were some of the patterns you noticed?
2: Um, some of the patterns were that I would attract men who were unavailable, which is something that a lot of of the women that I work with do right so mm-hmm. the guy that they that they want, you know even if they're with him is somehow emotionally unavailable and this actually mm-hmm. you know we're gonna speak to this a little later when we we um speak about the um you know the separated man. Um, mm-hmm. If you're attracting men who are emotionally unavailable Even if they're in a relationship with you But it seems like you're always l- like, you know Longing for that that love and for them to make you a priority There's something in there about you On a deeper, unconscious level That is also unavailable, mm-hmm. right? And so that's where you need to begin to um, to do your work. You need to figure out why is it that I'm, in fact, unavailable and therefore attracting these types of men. Because uh-huh. your external experience and love and your career with money in any area is really a reflection of what's going on internally, right? So once we begin to shift internally, then we can see a different um result externally but it really starts with looking at why you are you're attracting these people into your life.
1: Mhm. Yeah, so many people do choose emotionally unavailable men and I certainly am guilty of that also in my past and I think one of the things that was really pivotal for me um post divorce was dating the last player that <laughs> that I would date. It was it was this realization that um, even though I didn't let myself be fully involved with him, I didn't open myself entirely to him. Um, There's an allure to men who are often narcissistic or selfish um, because they're also often exciting and smart and um, sexy and all kinds of other things that draw women in. That was just one of the things... you see, like, as one of the top struggles that women have in dating?
2: Absolutely, yeah. One of the top struggles I see is that the guy that they really want um, really isn't um, that interested. And yet mm-hmm. the guy that's, you know, ready to 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 go there with them, to have um, an intimate relationship, they're not interested in that guy. Right, mm-hmm. the one that's that's able to give them the relationship that they want. They're not interested. So, like you said, yeah. there's that certain allure because what that really means is that at some on some level, and it's usually in an unconscious level because if you're conscious of it, it wouldn't <laughs> be an issue. Um, mm-hmm. on, on an unconscious level there's a fear of intimacy and there's a fear of being in a relationship whether that be you know losing your freedom um you know i work with a lot of single successful women who pretty much fend for themselves um so there's a, there is and i experienced this myself um when i was single a fear of you know am i going to lose myself in this relationship is this person going to you know, be around all the time, will I be able to have my own life? Will they be um will they support me in my career, in my endeavors, and my goals? You know, can I really have this intimate relationship? And then also the the other um piece to the intimacy issue is that um there's we all have something about us that makes us feel like, you know, we may not be good enough. And mm-hmm. being in an intimate relationship That person, that other person is going to likely see that. Now, it's not, it's usually not a deal breaker to the person that you're in a relationship with, but we think that. So it's like, you know, they're going to see the real me. Am I going to be accepted? Mm -hmm. Are they going to love me fully for me, for who I am? So all of those fears, all of those unconscious fears are what really keep us from connecting with somebody who can actually have that deep emotional bond, emotional connection with us. And so we, in turn, choose people who are unavailable to an intimate relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see this a lot, too. And I, I think that um, I read somewhere over this weekend, I'm not sure what book I was reading, I was just reviewing, because I'm working with a woman now who's, who's doing the deep relationship work that she never did and she's in her late 60s and suddenly had the realization that it's so much has to do with her. And it's wonderful that she's woken up to this and it's great that she's open to doing the work. Um, So one of the things I was reading is, is about the difference between the wanting or longing for somebody and the actual being in relationship. And a lot of people, especially women, really like that stage of longing or wanting, that's when attraction is really the highest. And Mm -hmm. when they actually have the relationship, some of the attraction wanes. And it's almost like, you know, once you get what you want, it's no longer attractive. (laughs) Have you had that experience?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you no, know, that is, um, I think, can be traced back to that emotional unavailability within ourselves as well, right? Because mm-hmm. you're craving the idea of love. You're craving the idea of being in a relationship with somebody. But the actual uh, experience of it, is, it may still be scary, may still be um, costly a feeling of um, being feeling trapped um, and so I can totally see what you're saying. I, I can see where it's more alluring to actually long for the relationship and, and have to sort of fight for it. Once you have it, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm not interested mm-hmm. anymore.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting how people block love from coming in. And I think also there's this whole idea of what is love. So um, <laughs> that's a whole other issue of the fairy tale mm-hmm. of love and the, the romance of love and the Hollywood version of love. And it's pretty hard to define, you know, what what is love really. So what would you say um, is love? That's a big, big question.
2: Oh, that wasn't ready <laughs> for that question. <laughs> that's a... Um that's a really deep question. I think love is um you know, it's selfless and I think that true love is is rare. You know, to be in a relationship with somebody where they um want the best for you and they root for you and even if it's um even if it means that they at some t- at some they're not always being put first or there's um something where they see like okay this may be a threat to the relationship but I want you to be happy and I want you to um you know to to express yourself fully in this life I think that's what love is I feel like in and I've been <laughs> I've been doing a lot of interviews lately and I've been talking about how this industry portrays Soulmate love, and mm-hmm. I, I really have an issue with it because mm-hmm. what's 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 being kind of sold in this industry is that once you find your soulmate, you're not going to have any issues. And really, that's just the beginning of you um, becoming conscious of your shadow, of you becoming conscious of where you you still need to improve as a person and that person coming into your life is gonna be a reflection of that. You know, they're gonna be a mirror mm-hmm. for you. So, you know, the having attracting um the right partner is really just the beginning of the journey. Right? It doesn't mean that everything's gonna be perfect all the time. Mhm. Well that's for sure.
1: And I, I think something else about soulmates. Is well. First of all, I totally agree. Relationships need to be nurtured, and um, I, I I made the analogy recently in a blog post that it's not like a crock pot where you fix it and forget it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like you you need to tend it. It's not just having all the right ingredients and you throw them in a pot for, in the slow cooker and and you just walk away. Um, it's it's like a garden and. <coughs> You can't neglect people. You know, you have mm-hmm. children. You don't neglect them after they're born. You keep nurturing them. And so I agree with that. I, I just want to speak to the idea of soulmates in general because I actually, my tagline on my website used to be from first date to soulmate
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, it rhymed, and it rhymed with last first date, and and it was like, oh, <laughs> so, that's cute. Um, but I didn't like the idea of soulmate anymore, and I don't think I believe in... There's, I certainly don't believe that you have one person in your life that is your true soulmate. Um, because if you believe that, and you believe that you had already met that person, and you divorced that person, or you, or that person died, or that person's no longer in your life, it doesn't mean that's the end of the journey. And there are so many people that you could connect with on a very deep level. And I think a lot of people go into dating with this idea that there's one. And if that person isn't the one on every single first date, then it's a total disappointment and they get so burnt out from dating because the person doesn't show up to be that amazing, spectacular connection with chemistry and fireworks and butterflies and all kinds of things that really are not love, um, and so, so yeah. Will you speak to that for a minute? What you feel about that?
2: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you on the soulmate thing, which is why I really don't. I try not to use that term because mm-hmm. it's very, to me, it's very restrictive, and I feel badly when um, you know I speak to women who feel that they missed their chance because they had a soulmate and. You know, they're no longer with them Or uh, the one that got away I feel like um, Like exactly what you said There are several people that you can have An amazing relationship with Um, Mm -hmm. And the idea of soulmate I mean, I think that In terms of soulmate um, You know, you could have friends who are soulmate You could have family members who are soulmate I consider Mm -hmm. my mother My mother and I are super close And she's one of my soulmates but um it doesn't necessarily mean that um you know your your love soulmate is the one person for you and if that doesn't work then you're doomed to have um to not have a great love life um and so you know i think that women need to keep in mind that it's about finding the right person and there are several things that you really need to keep in mind before you do that. First, is the, it, it's the internal work that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, um, it, if there's no fireworks initially, people tend to, like you said, get burned out, walk away. Um, fireworks can be a little bit um, actually not a great thing in the beginning because mm-hmm. what fireworks mean um are that you have this strong chemical reaction towards this person, right? And this chemical reaction that's happening in your brain is actually um you know, it's it's comparable to a drug, right? It's you're mm-hmm. releasing dopamine and other hormones that um are really comparable to to a chemical reaction so th- so what that does what- ca- what that can do initially when you're having those fireworks and that strong chemistry is really um blind you to some of the red flags right and some of the deal breakers mm-hmm. that may be there for you to to pay attention to so mm-hmm. I think that um you know through guidance through really doing some deep work and keeping in mind um what you really want who you really want to connect with and understanding that just because it, there's no chemistry on your first date or just because there is um crazy chemistry it doesn't mean anything and that you really need to take your time to figure out whether or not this is the person that you that is going to um you know, to to be the person that you that is right for you and that takes time mm-hmm. it takes more than one date
1: yeah for sure i i i agree with you and i think that um in addition to missing red flags and deal breakers people often lose themselves in a relationship where the chemistry is so high because you you know you mentioned being blinded um, it, it's like you're blind, you're deaf, you don't see things. And I, I can remember one relationship like that where I was just like, "This is my soulmate!" Oh my God! And I had I had friends who were so kind to me who told me to like get over myself and stop it because <laughs> I I was like an idiot. Like I I like I lost I lost the ability to think straight and. Um, And I I now thank this one friend who just said to me, you have to just stop. And at the time it was, it stung and it was like, what do you mean? Like, I need to write him a letter. I need to let him, you like, no, (laughs) this guy's not your soulmate. He's a jerk. And he was, and I, I could not see it at the moment because I was starving for connection and I felt he gave it to me. And, um, and then I learned more about myself and loved myself more and, and um knew my bottom line and my, my deal breakers and my my ability to set boundaries which is so important um in in pacing yourself. So <coughs> that's a whole other topic of um how to pace yourself. But let's talk about separated men because this <laughs> this is something that comes up a lot and I know we could go off on a hundred tangents here but um I think what we've been talking about is is really good preparation for the discussion about a separated man because you know so far you've been talking about um what's really important to do the internal work to really know yourself and um and and not trust the the chemical experience because it's often misleading. Um so say you met somebody who separated. Um What's your? Do you have an overall feeling about separated men, or is it situational? What do you feel?
2: Um, you know, I, I actually have some signs that I'd like to go through. Um,
0: okay.
2: I don't want to say, you know, unequivocally every single separated man you just ditch and you run away from, um, but I want to give you some mm-hmm. signs that will give you some a little bit of insight into, you know, what some of the red flags could be if you meet Mm -hmm. a separated man. And I'm speaking from personal experience here, so ladies, listen up, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So the first sign that you should look out for is, does he constantly talk about his ex, right? So if he's talking about his ex all the time, this means that he's not over it. He's not over the relationship, and he's still trying to process it, whether it's his feelings for her or... You know the what caused the end of the relationship, um, but the here's the thing: you're not his therapist. You are that's not your role. Your role is his new woman, right? If that's where you guys are headed, um, you're not there to listen to his issues and to listen to him gripe about his past relationship. So if he's using a, you as a, a sounding board. He may really not be ready for a relationship. He may not be emotionally ready or available for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's so the with a guy line. like
1: that. Before you go on, I just am curious. Um, what if you um, try to stop him um, and just say, you know what? Like, would you? Do you have any kind of like script you would give a woman to help her get a man to stop talking about the ex?
2: I mean, just very plain and simple. You know, I would appreciate if you know we didn't really talk about your ex because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, always bringing up your past relationship. Just as simple mm-hmm. as that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. If you if you in fact want to you know continue on and see where it goes, then speak up and tell them that this is not acceptable. You guys are beginning something, you're trying to build something and you don't want to bring this past relationship into what you're trying to create now.
1: Mhm. Yeah, so I would think that if you at least let him know that you're uncomfortable with it and that you want to focus on getting to know who he is today and not be mired in the past. Um and see what he does with that, that would be a good indicator. Because um, exactly. sometimes people just can't help themselves. Like they just feel like they're not even conscious of what they're saying. But maybe with awareness he can stop. So Right. Um Okay. Number two And
2: number two is, you know, we're still um going back to the ex here. If he speaks mm-hmm. if he not just talks about her but he speaks very badly about her. So when a relationship ends, it's never just one person's fault, right? So he shares in some of that responsibility. So he's constantly bad-mouthing her and calling her names or calling her crazy. Then then that means that he's not really taking responsibility for his role, for the role that he played in the breakup. Mm -hmm. Now, you'll have to ask yourself, do you really want to be with a man who hasn't done any self-reflecting at all? or recognized his role in the breakup of his marriage? Because more than likely, if he's that type of guy who blames others and never takes responsibility for his actions, then why would you expect him to behave any differently with you? hmm Right? So, you know, speaking negatively about his ex, um, she, could, she could be, you know, <laughs> she could be everything he says and more. But mm-hmm. if he's really over that and he's really healed that, then there's really no reason for him to be bad mouthing her.
1: Mm Mhm. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think taking responsibility for for your actions in life is one of the key the key cornerstones to a healthy relationship.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Because Mm -hmm. if he's calling, you know, his ex crazy, then he might drive you crazy and one day be calling you crazy, right mm-hmm.
0: so um
2: it's look at these patterns and don't try to look at things from a dispassionate um point of view, and instead of going, "Oh, poor him," and you know she was such a she was so mean to him, and you know our relationship is gonna be better. put yourself in in that relationship, put yourself in her shoes, right. It, mm-hmm. That could be you, right? If he's, yeah. if this is how he behaves, this is how he does everything. This is how he behaves in relationships, period.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So Important. the third sign that I want women to really pay attention to and, you know, in dating a divorced, uh, um, separated guy, he's really not divorced yet, right? So why is he dating if he's not divorced yet? So ask yourself mm-hmm. that. Why is he dating if he's not yet divorced? And the answer to that, to me, is really because he wants to have his cake and he wants to eat it too. Because, I let me just give you an example. I have a close friend who recently ended a 17-year relationship with a man because he wouldn't divorce his wife. Mm. He was separated for almost 20 years, but he wouldn't get a divorce. Mm. So what what was the benefit to him to not divorce this woman for 17 years? Right? Because my friend was there. You know, she was living with him and they were, you know, pretty much living as a married couple but he didn't have to divorce the ex for whatever his reason was, which was not clear. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was easy for him because he could do that. It was convenient for him. Right? So,
1: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, different people have different reasons for not divorcing right away. Um, I had a friend who took him seven or ten years to get divorced, and the main reason he stayed married to his wife was that he didn't want her to move away from the neighborhood and and it, cuz it would have been problematic for him as a as a co-parent and mm-hmm. he knew that as soon as he said you're you know you're free to go um she would have just moved far away and it would have been really very divisive and that was his reason i mean there are divorce agreements that say they stipulate how far away you can live from each other but he felt that, and so he did that, and he's finally divorced, um, but for a long time he was dating as a separated man. Um, I know someone who married a guy who was divorced twice. He was separated because he wasn't in a hurry to get divorced because he didn't think he'd ever get remarried. And um, as soon as he met her, he fell in love and and he married her. So he that was his motivation to divorce. So it doesn't always mean that you know that he's just playing the field or he's never going to get divorced or you know there's lots of reasons so i think it's important to know why I, you know when you said there was no clarity then that's a different story and mm-hmm. yeah. if a person can't a perfect, be clear
2: right in a perfect world you would wait to start a relationship with a man once his divorce is mm-hmm. final but mm-hmm. it doesn't always happen that way So what you can do instead is look for the signs that he's, in fact, over the relationship and that he's ready to dedicate himself to you and fully commit to you, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you want a relationship where you want marriage, then you have to be clear that that that's what he wants as well and that Mm -hmm. you're going to be his priority and not his ex-relationship, right? I mean, he can can co-parent. And he can have a healthy relationship with his ex, but you're his woman, and so mm-hmm. you are a priority to him now.
1: Right. So that's important, and and I would even say that men who are newly divorced um, have some of these same issues. Um,
2: oh yeah, would you absolutely. not
1: agree? Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I don't um, really subscribe to like the the two year. I've I've heard the two year rule. Like you have to be Separator or divorce for two years before you're really ready, I don't really mm-hmm. um you know want to put like a time limit on it. I think it's different for everybody because I think that you could be in a in a marriage and just be completely over it. Mhm, right, but um, I think that it's important for you to um to really look for the signs that he's available to be you know what you want. To to give you what you want in a relationship And what you deserve Because going into a new relationship You want to be his priority You want him to make you um, You know, the priority And not have all of these things That he's bringing into the relationship That could cause um, issues These relationships are co- can be complex enough Right? Mm-hmm. You're bringing two people together With different personalities Upbringings we have our shadow that shows up in relationships, you want to start your relationship off on the right foot. You don't want to start by resenting the guy that you're going to share your life mm-hmm. with. You know, you want to yeah. have that smooth beginning to the relationship, and that means that, you know, he's fully committed to you.
0: <coughs> hmm
1: Yeah. I mean, this, this client that I was referring to earlier, who's in her 60s, she was... With a guy for five years who wasn't capable of commitment of the kind of commitment she wanted, and she finally just said, "We're done." Um, right. But it, you know, sometimes it's hard to see that, and um, but sometimes, you know, people will be very honest with you, and they'll say, "I'm I'm recently separated. I'm not interested in a long-term relationship right now. I'm just interested in in dating and having fun." And mm-hmm. seeing multiple women. I mean a guy who's honest will tell you that right away. And so you get and to make I, a choice whether you want to be that plaything or not.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I actually had um a guy who I dated who was in fact divorced when we met and uh he told me that. He's like, No, I'm recently divorced and I don't want anything serious right now. I wanna date multiple women. I'd like for you to be one of them. And um, Mm -hmm. I told him no, right, because that's not what I'm looking for. But Mm -hmm. I respected his honesty. I really do respect somebody who will tell you straight up, you know, this is what I want. I don't want to lead you on. I don't want to play games with you. You deserve to know where I'm at at this moment in my life. If you want to come along for the ride, great. If not, then, you know, maybe we can be friends or... Have a, a great life, and I hope you find find what you want. I respect that. I respect that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I wish that, that more people were like that. Yeah,
1: I do think that a lot of times there are signs, though, that even if a person doesn't come out and stay um, this bluntly, um, I do mm-hmm. believe that often there are signs that people bury and don't want to look at even though they're there. Um so before we I, I do want to talk about like more subtle signs of emotional unavailability with you um but I want to give a quick shout out again to our sponsor um and then we'll talk about that topic cuz I think that's um that's an important topic too um so we are very happy to be sponsored by audible.com they are a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information and they have over 150,000 titles that you can choose from and listen to on any device, including whatever you're listening to Last First Date Radio on right now. If you sign up at audibletrial.com forward slash Last First Date, you're going to get one free audiobook and a one month trial of the service. And some of the best sellers right now are What I Know for Sure by Oprah. Um, I love her little back of the magazine little statements that she little essays that she writes and um there's a book called deal breakers when to work on a relationship and when to walk away by dr bethany marshall one of my clients found that to be really helpful she listened to that on audible um how to win friends and influence people one of my favorites um pretty much any book that you love is on audible right now and um so why don't you try out Audible for your free month and free audiobook. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash lastfirstdate. And thank you for your support of our radio sponsor, Audible, and for giving yourself the gift of spoken audio entertainment. And um, now we're back with Sandra Fidelis. Do, am I pronouncing your name correctly?
0: hmm Yes, yeah, that's perfect.
1: Okay, good. Um, so if you can talk about some of the more subtle signs, like say... um. He doesn't always talk about his ex. He's not speaking disparagingly about her. And, um, you know, he's not just playing the field and looking to have fun with you and really never commit to you. Um, what are other signs of uh, emotional unavailability that may that may be pushed under the rug that you've seen? Um,
2: you know, just um, not really including you in his life. You know, if if mm. he's wants to have you in his life and he wants to make you a part of it, then you're probably gonna meet his friends and be involved in in um activities that are related to his work or um at some point meet his family. If he's kind of keeping the relationship, um on on the D L, so to speak, on the download, he's not um, bringing you into his life, making you a part of his life, then he's probably looking at you as somebody that he's not, you know, going to have a, a future with.
0: hmm Yeah,
2: so, that's true. Right. Um, <laughs> other subtle signs of emotional unavailability. Um, you can feel it when, you know, when... Somebody's not talking about, you know, what they want in the future. Like, for example, if he just got out of a, a relationship and it was, um, you know, there was relationship drama, if he's healing from that, and he's really, um, you know, he's going through the process of healing, and he he's not talking about wanting to be in a, a deeply committed relationship in the near future. He maybe says i don't ever want to get married again. Um you know there there's be some subtle signs that he's um he's unavail he's unavailable for the level of commitment that maybe you're ready for.
0: Mhm. Yeah, um
1: any other signs that you can
2: think of? Definitely um, you know, if he has children and it, it's been a while since you guys have been dating, and um, you know he just refuses to to ever let you meet his children, then that's probably a sign that he doesn't really want to include you in his life. You know, if it's mm-hmm. you're dating a year and uh, you know he he keeps you that part of your life, uh, part of his life separate. Then he may not be seeing you as a potential partner, long-term partner,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Um, so, in terms of kids and meeting kids, do you have a any kind of um, not, not I would say principle, not over, not a rule, but um, when do you think it's a good idea to introduce kids?
2: I think it's a good idea to introduce kids when you know that. You know you guys are really committed to each other, right mm-hmm. because children can get attached, and um you don't you don't wanna go there with with involving a child if you don't feel like this is really gonna be um something that's that's gonna be long term i personally I don't have any children, but I personally wouldn't wanna you know my child to meet several people that I've dated I'd want them to meet. Somebody that I'm stable with, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's been my my policy with my kids, and they're older now. But even though they're older, I still feel they it's damaging for them to to form any attachment um, to somebody unless it's really a pretty serious relationship.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. No, I. I I think that the child thing is pretty serious to, you know, bring that element into the relationship. Um, It needs to be um, at a time when you guys are are sure that it's, you know, you're really going to make this relationship a priority and that you guys are committed to each other.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um. So in terms of emotional unavailability there are other things besides um the separated man um, there are other things that make people more of a liability um to date and um I was always taught that you should look out for men with um or for women whoever's listening men or women um that have any out, any financial you know big issues Um, legal issues um, you know ex-issues those are some of the big three um, that can really have a person not be fully into the relationship or be so distracted that um, they can't really give you the kind of attention that you need Um, what do you feel about that?
2: I agree I mean not only does it bring stress into the relationship when somebody doesn't have their finances together or are bouncing from job to job that but it also kind of speaks to, you know, the stability, right? The the emotional stability of this person. Um mm-hmm. and in order for you to to be fully present in a relationship, I think that you really do need to um you know, be at a certain level um Internally, like you need to um, understand yourself, you need to feel good about yourself, feel like you're bringing something to the relationship, like you're contributing something to the relationship um, instead of being a burden on someone. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, those things are important um, in order to, Mm -hmm. to have a relationship that's healthy for you yourself to be healthy and stable before you get into a relationship and that's going to allow you to um be more available, be more open to an intimate relationship with someone else.
0: Mhm.
1: Um yeah, that's good. Um so let's talk about when it's okay to date a separated man. Um and because I've given you some examples of men who really were emotionally available, Um, and they stayed separated for for some unusual circumstances. So um, what do you think are some signs that a separated man is emotionally available? What should women look out for?
2: The first sign is that he makes you a priority. So he's not trying to Uh hide you from the ex-wife. He's not trying to hide you from anybody in his life. Um, You're his woman, and you're his priority. Right? He makes your feelings a priority. Now, and this isn't to say that he um, does everything you want, but he
0: takes Mm -hmm.
2: your feelings into consideration, and he doesn't, um, for example, he doesn't make his ex a priority over you. Mm -hmm. Okay? Emotionally. Okay, so... You're definitely a priority in his life, and you know this, and you feel it. Um, mm-hmm. He's not bad-mouthing his ex. You know, how, no matter how horrible she may have been, he's taking responsibility for his actions, and he's understanding that both they both played a role in, in the end of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Another sign is that if they have children, they can co-parent well together, and he's a responsible father, it's a big sign especially if you want to have your own family with him um, if if they're able to co-parent um in a healthy manner and you know that can be challenging but um if they have a relationship where they can at least be civil with one, a- one, one another and their children involved that's a good sign that um going to be easier for you. You're not going to have to deal with as much drama from this past mm-hmm. relationship that he's, you know, bringing into this new relationship.
1: Yeah, I will I want to speak to that for a minute because co-parenting is one of the most challenging things I think that exists and you said you don't have children and so I this my own experience and the experience I've I've really seen from other people who are have tried to co-parent is that um while it's an ideal and one person may really prioritize their kids and make them the most important people in their lives you have to both be on the same page and it's it's often really really challenging to do that um one of the reasons people get divorced is often has often often has to do with with child-rearing differences and so that doesn't always change. It's it's usually still the same. So, I think the second part of what you said is more important. I would say if he makes an effort to co-parent, well, and he's a good father at the you know, the bottom line being that he cares about his kids and he is a good dad, um that's the only thing you can really measure. Mhm. Right.
2: Okay. So, basically, you know, it it is a challenging thing to do Mm -hmm. co-parenting my uh, my um, boyfriend he has a child and I see you know how challenging it can be Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that you can get to a a, uh, point in your relationship with your ex where it's civil and Mm -hmm. you guys are really placing the child above any drama that you had in the past and I Mm -hmm. and I've seen that it's it's really possible, so that's something that I think that women should look for. Is for a man who's mm-hmm. able to do that and, and be a responsible father as well.
0: Mm. Um,
1: Okay, great. So, um, any other signs that he is emotionally available?
2: Um, you know, listen to the things he says. You know, it, men, especially in the beginning, they're 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 gonna. They're gonna show you, and they're gonna tell you exactly where they're going and where they intend to go with the relationship. If he says that he um you know sees himself getting married again one day or having more children, you know if if his goals match yours, then great, but if he's being very honest with you and like we we were speaking about before, and his goals don't match the life that you would like to create, pay attention to that. You know, mm-hmm. He'll he'll make his um he'll make it known. He'll make what his his um idea for the future is. He'll make that known.
0: Mhm.
1: Um, yeah, and I think people reveal themselves pretty early on and I think women often don't pay attention to those first conversations when your emotions are not yet involved, which is the best time to really hear Mm
2: -hmm. what the
1: person is saying. Um, And don't just go on wishful thinking and hope that somehow you'll be so amazing he's going to change his mind and somehow be available. Um, And while that does happen, sometimes it's not something to... Hope for if the person has made it pretty clear that that's not what they're looking for. What do exactly. you think about that? Yeah,
2: I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that there's just there are too many, you know, of, there are too many other options for you to want to make somebody change their mind about um, what they would like to create with you. Mm-hmm. You, know, you you do have an abundance of. Um, people from which to choose mm-hmm. and there are great men out there. So for you to want to force a situation with someone who doesn't want what you want, um, I think it's you know, you're shortchanging yourself.
0: hmm
1: Um, yeah. So any concluding thoughts about dating separated? men that you that we haven't covered because we've covered red flags we've covered emotional avail- unavailability um, anything else you want to add
2: um, the one thing that I think is the most important is um, to maintain the ability to see things clearly in the beginning and really pay attention to the signs and his words and his actions Mm-hmm. right i would say pay more attention to his actions than anything because that's going to tell you where he is now and where he where he intends to go with the relationship
1: mhm yeah men sometimes say things that they don't follow through and um i actually had a guy who told me on a first conversation that he's hardwired to be in long-term relationships. Like, he's just, he's there is like a serial monogamist and always wants to be in a long-term relationship and wants to get remarried and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that was not true. Um, his actions were very different. You know, it was, it was really about being a player. And um, I picked up on that really quickly. And it's so, you know... It's nice to hear those words, but see if the actions follow up, follow through on the words that he says. <coughs>
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm going to actually be providing everyone a little gift later to help them do that and pay attention to actions versus just the words.
0: Okay, great.
1: So why don't you talk about that now?
2: Okay, so um, I have a gift for everyone. If you go to SandraFidelis.com forward slash confidence, that's Sandra, F-I-D-E-L-I-S forward slash confidence, you're going to be able to download a free gift, and it's called the Ultimate Dating Confidence Free Gift and what you're going to get is an ebook that um has the 10 signs that he's totally into you and the 10 signs that he's not into you. And so what that's going to allow you to do is really look at the actions versus the words and to see if he's really interested in you or if if you're just wasting your time and and you know should keep it moving. The thing the second gift that you're going to receive there is a guided meditation called um dating confidence guided meditation. And what you do with that is, you know, before a date, you can pop it in um to get rid of some of that dating, you know, first date jitters, anxiety, and, and boost your confidence so that you're showing up as your best, you know, that best version of you for the first date. So that's Sandrafidelis.com forward slash confidence. And if you'd like to speak to me, if you'd like to Um, book a get-to-know call, you can go to talktosandra.com.
1: So it's talktosandra.com? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll post this on the Facebook page. Um, These are great gifts and really important to identify the signs um, so that you know what to look out for and um because it's so easy to to miss them i would say that's one of the biggest issues in dating is not paying attention to signs and um burying them under the rug <laughs> this is yeah a really bad thing to do um <clears throat> and i love guided meditations i i I have trouble sitting and meditating, but guided meditations really help me, and I think a lot of people are more much more comfortable with with something that guides you through a process because um really getting connected to your highest self, your confident self is so key to making your best impressions on a date to showing up with your best self instead of your nervous um I'm not good enough self, which is very common. Um yeah. so really two good gifts um that people can benefit from. Thank you. You're
0: welcome.
1: Um, so people can find you on at Sandrafidelis com or go to your website and to um grab the free gift, go to Sandrafidelis com forward slash confidence for your two free gifts. Um well thank you so much for being on the show today, Sandra and Um, This was really informative, and hopefully you've helped a few people to make better choices in who they date and how they date um, so we can help more people fall in love with the right people.
2: Absolutely. It was a pleasure. And this is the first time I've spoken on this topic, and uh, it's something that I've actually been wanting to to speak on. So I hope that um, you you guys got some good information and you're able to make good decisions when you're when you meet a guy if and when you meet a guy who's separated
1: great well thank you and um, i thank you everybody for listening in today and i hope you all go on your last first date very soon
0: have a great day